How exciting. There you go. And, and we're back. Welcome to Steamboat Comedy Podcast, those of you in Steamboat and our worldwide listeners. I am Kendra Ruth. I will be the host this evening. What up, y'all? <laughs> um, next to me is uh, the lovely Brittany Kohler. Ayo! Say what, what up now? to the people. What up, what up? How you doing? And then we have Kaylin. Last name? I forget. It's Smith. It's really Oh, Kaylin Smith. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Kendra. Too many milk duds. I'm already it. three deep. Dan's going to yell at me. Um, and then we have the lovely Danny Garcia here as well, sitting across from me. I love looking at her beautiful face. Hola. And we're doing a little ladies takeover tonight. Um, yeah. Night before Halloween, we're all feeling pretty witchy. Um, I think it's oh, good. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I think she just cringed. <laughs> I did a little bit. Just the thought of like bloodshed and full moons, black cats really gets me going. My nipples are definitely hard right now. Um, <laughs> it's magic. There we go. Bada big, bada boom. Padded brown all. <laughs> well, what we're going to be talking about tonight is we're doing a little interview for our lady comedians. Um, Brittany will kind of be hosting that. And then, uh, well, she's she's just great at asking questions and. I'm nosy. Interrogating. And she's, yeah, <laughs> mo mostly interrogating. Exactly. Yes, That's what I was going for. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some bullshit I don't really know. How are you doing today, Brittany? I'm fantastic. The house is clean. I did a facial today. I'm Fuck feeling yeah. great. Self-care, girl. Self-care. I love that. Um, Brittany, um, if you guys don't know her, for worldwide listeners, says everyone in Steamboat knows her. <laughs> am I right or am I right? I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's good. <laughs> Brittany is actually the founder of Steamboat Comedy. She was a person who really like rallied the troops and got the original like six of us. Who It was me. The first night of that dude in dance. Yeah, yeah. Describe it to well, us. Well, and I, I don't want to take the credit for being a founder. Uh, somebody else, Dominic, actually, you guys, a lot of, he's been on the podcast. Yeah. He's been up on stage. Um, he came to me a while back. Dang, it's January, I guess. Jangus. Jangus. <laughs> Jangus. Jangus, it was January. Dad nabbit. <laughs> No. And, and the good old Jangus. In the middle of Jangus, he came up to <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's such a good nickname for him he looks like a genius he does look like a genius right? let's just start calling him yeah. that um so he came to me and he said hey i got this idea um you know people do your networking thing let's see what what, what can happen so i said yeah for sure meet me at the bar Duh. Duh. Right? <laughs> and so we sat there and we talked about it while we were talking I just made a post on Facebook. I'm a social media nut. My background yeah. is is communications, um, community relations, public relations, public affairs, whatever. And so I made this post, and right away people were just commenting. I think I like 61 comments within 24 hours. And I didn't realize. I, guess, I haven't seen 61 motherfuckers <laughs> up on stage yet, huh? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> but a lot of it was tagging other people, and that's how you ended up getting. Yep. Getting good old X. Thanks, yep. Tate. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and I guess I just didn't really realize. Everybody likes to be funny. Everybody, you know, you sit around. That's what you do when you, you, you know, you're always cracking jokes. It's, it's, you know, it comes along with the whole atmosphere, especially in the in a community like this. But I didn't realize that people would actually be interested in going up on stage and doing stand-up comedy because that sounds like a. I mean, I would want to puke already. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had a soundboard really bad. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like a, uh, so yeah, <laughs> once once the idea got out there, there was a, a core select few that were super serious well we didn't know how super serious about it we it was yeah quit the mimicking me no um, i'm mimicking me like being like i don't know what the fuck <laughs> me and Brittany are basically tweedledee and tweedledum like we're just like yes. reckless curly-headed fucks um so from there we all met up at Dude and Dan's and we had like this core meeting to where we had a little bit of uh, notes and ideas and and what we could possibly go where we could go with it and we kind of just winged it from there. Totally. I was going to say wong it. Wong it. <laughs> winged it. Winged it. Winged it. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then it was what? Bra House. Yep. Open mics. After a couple of those, I was just got confident and was like, let's book OTP and nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, we nailed, nailed the, it. Yeah, we nailed, yeah. Nailed, nailed the first one. <laughs> nailed, nailed the first one. Um, but then it was kind of just feeling it out from there. And I, and I am so glad to be a part of it. I haven't technically gone up on stage to do a whole bit, but I, you know, helped with the hosting and a lot of logistical work and the and the um, the advertising and stuff like that. And it's you been, got it off the grounds, girl. Yeah. And it's really just that's, snowballed and turned into yeah, it really incredible. has. I mean, that's the hardest part, doing what, like, all of that organizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first, like, especially being, like, the first ones to do it. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you, like, Actually you pulling being the like, okay, like, well, you have, a like, a background in this stuff. So yeah. it was, like, came pretty easy to you as far as, like, knowing how to, like, get the ball rolling, um, especially with, like, advertising and shit and, like, just getting the word out. You good at word at mouth. Word of mouth. <laughs> word at you're mouth. You're good at yeah. mouth. The mouth word things. You're very good. Yeah, no, I, I, and I appreciate that, but it's really you guys that have, like, taken it to a whole other level. I kind of stepped aside this summer, and I jumped into sports and other things, and I should have probably been more involved, and I'm glad that I'm getting back into it. Me too. Um, but what you guys have done with it is absolutely amazing. Fucking rock and roll, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Actually, I want to ask you, Kendra. All right. When this idea first came about, I know that you have always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Did you ever really think that you would have the opportunity to do so? Never. No. no. It's funny because when I went home this past month, I was looking through all my yearbooks. And literally every single yearbook since I was in elementary school one or two teachers say, I can't wait to see you on Saturday Night Live one day. Oh, you know, it's always been a thing. I was always the class clown. Um, I never knew if I wanted to do stand-up comedy, but I knew I always wanted to be a comedian. Mm -hmm. Like, that was, like, always the main thing. It's like, oh, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? A professional basketball player, a meteorologist, or a on Saturday Night Live. Those are my three only three options. So, um, <laughs> And I'm a bartender, so I'm killing it right now. <laughs> Currently killing it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, what made you want to start doing stand-up comedy, Kaylin? Oh God, um, I'm I'm throwing it across the table. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll catch it. I'll, I'll throw it right back to you. Um, so for me, I think stand-up comedy was ultimately uh, just a huge surprise. Like Mike Denova kind of just like tricked me into doing it. But I think originally, what got me into like comedy in general was was the Chief and Cabaret, which is like a really different route than like a lot of you guys took. And it's funny because even though the chief is like supposed to be like the professional theater, I have to say like I'm pretty sure that Seamoke Comedy is more organized. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, I love I love the chief, but you guys like you guys oh. really crush it. And uh, you know, ultimately, I I think that like it just provides like a 
an awesome way to just <laughs> vent. That was really what I found about uh, stand-up that I appreciated the most because I have a lot of fucking shit to bitch about. Well, that's something I remember <laughs> from your first set is like talking about the du- uh, the double or the uh, the triple star do- moms or the fucking purple fucking star moms, whatever the fucking oh, um uh, the triple crown. Triple crown. Baseball. No, that was one of my favorite bits. That well, that's the first bit you did. It's talking about like murdering them basically, um, <laughs> or along those lines. It was just hilarious and super relatable especially in our small town, but it's venting. It's like, we oh, yeah. need to get it out. A lot of my stuff is about dating. Cause yeah. well, it's you, a therapy you, session. <laughs> explanatory. It's self-explanatory. A, it's, a it's, it's not as bad if it's funny. So that's kind of, that's kind of the direction I took. Exactly. That one. Also, I kind of find like, you know, thinking about these ideas and thinking about these things and writing down notes, it's almost therapy. The, not just getting it all out on stage, but getting it out on paper, getting it all out when you're in the shower and you're thinking about it, and you're like, oh, and then you can dig <laughs> deeper into it. And now, Danny, I already know the question to this because I like literally forced you to go up there because yeah. I was then the only girl for so long. I was like, somebody, please join me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what made you want to start doing stand up comedy? Well, I mean, so I've always like done kind of communications. Like I was voted most likely to host a talk show in high school. Naturally. Um, and Dream so, job. and I was so excited when I heard you doing it. And so I like was always at the, all the shows. That's yep. what dubbed me like. You were a number one, one fan. fan. Yeah. Yep. You know, and that night, like I went there and you're like, you're going to go up, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And then you wrote me down and then I got called and I stood up there and I'm like, oh shit, I actually have to be funny now. <laughs> And so I just came up with something and luckily people laughed at me. I'm like, all right, I think I can maybe do this because my life's a joke. So I just have to tell you about my life. (laughs) And then I don't have to cry about it at night. We can just laugh about it together. (laughs) Cool. So my question was, is after the first time, I know like for a lot of people, it's scary as hell to go up there. Oh, I was So so nervous. After that, though, does it get easier? No, it doesn't. No, I completely black out when I'm up there. And I don't know how anything goes. And then afterwards, I'm always asking people. I'm like, how was it? Like, oh, it was great. And then when I finally listened to one of the recordings, I realized how well enunciated everything was and how clear spoken everything was and listening to people laugh. But when you're up there, you don't hear any of that laughter. You have no idea. I just black out the whole time. So what advice would you have to give to other people that that are thinking about it? Do you think that they should go the same route as you is come to the comedy clubs or come to the shows and check it out and kind of just I say definitely try it I mean there's no harm in it and it's like once you get up there your body kind of all those endorphins like force you to do it and you just feed off of the audience and everything else and everyone there's pretty supportive and totally it's definitely I'm so happy that I've done it and now especially like, that I keep going up I'm actually writing down material and trying to come up with jokes and like figure out how to get things full circle and make it to like come together good old full circle good full, but it works it's funny it's so it works like it's a formula when you get it to definitely do that, it's definitely a craft it's rewarding though because then people are like you're a badass like you have so much guts i could never do that and you're like well you could but yeah i'm cooler than you so <laughs> yeah hell yeah you are danny um, Danny, I can't believe that you just like winged it. That's like crazy to me. The, the first, first, right? Like, that's psycho to me. The first I know, I'm two, like, I've... three times that I did it was completely wonged. <laughs> um, I will have to say that after going to Denver last week and seeing the open mic scene there, I am literally so fucking happy that we 
have the community that, that we do and, we and like so supportive because like as soon as they heard we were from out of town they turned their backs to us and started talking whoa it was like really and like granted i was like a couple martinis in and i should not have been going up on stage <laughs> i literally couldn't remember a single joke i'd ever written i had a full bomb it was great <laughs> i didn't even care this be, oh, i don't give a shit i think that that's what makes this but, comedy club unique totally and the amount um, of support because it's really competitive exactly. in the bigger cities and we actually have i mean we have we do workshops in the in the garage and mm -hmm. help each other work through jokes and like people in big cities literally don't have that like no. they it's so like cutthroat and competitive and like everyone's just yeah and i feel like everybody that's in the comedy club too we're always out and about running around talking about it any you can't go anywhere without somebody asking when the next show is totally. or anything like that yeah. rather Even than tonight, people turning their backs yeah. yeah you know people are in, they anticipate the next show <laughs> i had Which a probation awesome. officer ask me when the next time i was doing stand up was. Yeah. <laughs> that's the obvious i was like how did you find that's out that's what i'm about talking about i actually think i lost some regulars because they came to my <laughs> oh no i they were like you're the you're the nasty bartender or like the the freaky bartender or something like okay. that because i was like, i'm the I, lime cum bartender yeah you are the lime cum bartender um but that's when i did my um so, bit on being a stand-up comedian stripper like the yes. first ever <laughs> the first one one um, in the world it's still glorious. probably like my dream job <laughs> um stand-up comedian stripper you weren't at that butcher knife show but <laughs> i could totally see it though shit that was like a. Uh, <laughs> I lost my shit at that show. People recognize me by my laugh. Well, from yes, that show, of course, it's so good. You have the best laugh. Um, <laughs> let the beast unleash, Danny. Let's talk about vaginas. Oh, okay. oh, mine is fucking with me right now, man. I was in bed all day yesterday, and like not fucking with me in a good day. <laughs> there will be blood. There will be blood. <laughs> Uh, I meant more feminist like feminist comedy podcast. That's the title. Meant, Kyle's gonna love this. Oh my god! I'm, so, I'm like so happy right now. I meant more like women in comedy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just it's not your actual devil of a vagina. Like such a different it's viewpoint. Great. <laughs> Are you I the freaky like bartender I've heard so much about? Jesus, Mary, Jesus, I no. sure am. <laughs> Especially when it comes to like dating in Steamboat, I feel like women have such a different viewpoint and it's comical than oh, it's a bunch comical. of the guys. So like you need that. Genuinely hilarious. Those kind of jokes worked into those sets. Yeah. So woman in comedy. This is something I was talking to Brittany. She's like, what are we going to talk about? I was like, well, I want to do like a little like talking about like how we all got started into comedy, whatever. But then I also want to talk about women in comedy because it's just recently that we're starting to see a lot of female comedians and it's fucking badass. I watched on um, Jenny Slate the other night and yeah, <laughs> that shit was amazing. <laughs> Literally how I feel stage fright like that, like everything that she was saying and like, just, Oh, I just love her so much. It was amazing. But like starting to like her, like Whitney Cummings, um, her mm -hmm. Netflix special was fucking amazing. Like Eliza has oh, yeah, a bunch she's, on there. She's yeah, she's like one of the OG like yeah. girls who like really started to get into it. Um and it's just really incredible that we're starting to that's starting to be because we're a male dominated dominated group. We're also a male dominated town. So that's another thing to look at. But also like well, actually, in Denver, there's quite a few female comedians that went up, which really? I was, like, really excited about. So it was, like... Were they, like, 
good like yeah like, they, they did they a great job they it. had a great set i was so intimidated i was like oh shit i know nothing um which i still i know i know nothing but um it was <laughs> just really cool nothing. and i think that um i don't know Brittany had mentioned to me she goes kendra do you realize that if you never got up there i don't know if any other woman like would have I feel like we probably would have found some, but I'm I definitely mentioned that I'm happy that you took the reins on being the kind of the staple female in the comedy club and it kinda of gives more other more other. It kinda of gives <laughs> other females, you know, more of confidence, I guess you could say, to go up there and then you're like, You'll got it, you you'll kill it, you'll do this, you'll do that and Look at you guys. I mean, you have. Well, and it's All just fine. easier to see yourself up there if you're just like, okay, like th this girl can do it and like can get up there and slay, especially because, you know, it's 2019. Women are smart and funny now, guys. Like, it's, Hell a, yeah. it's a whole thing. And <laughs> sexy. <laughs> get ready. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I don't know. I super appreciate that because that was like probably the most welcoming thing. If it had just been Mike DeNova being like, come on, I don't know that I would have done it. Although, uh, and I remember you approaching me too and having that conversation with me, how you saw me go up. Dude, yeah. And that inspired you to go up. And I was so stoked. That and, made me so happy. And then there was that one girl that was like wore all black and like had like a really monotone delivery that like Jenna. She's killed amazing. Me. Dude. I wish she was here. Where's Jenna? Jenna, where are you? <laughs> I love her. I know. She she crushed it too. I was like, I, like I saw the powerhouse of women day my first time going to see the show. And I was like, okay, all right. I see you. Well, we typically typically talk about the future of the comedy club and where we see it going. Do you guys think that we could do an all-female comedy show? I would fucking love to do an all-female comedy show. This is a, I would like to bring in like two comics from Denver or something um, for an all-female comedy show. Maybe during, I don't know, what month? Valentine's Day. <laughs> we already got our Valentine's Day lined up. Yeah, Desperation Day. You can't really, like, that's just so yeah. good. That was so good. That was such a good um, show. I don't know. We'll see. But I 100% would love to have an all-female comic be uh, cool. comedy show. That would be awesome. And just to bring, and also to bring in, because we have two male comics coming in um, for November 29th at Schmiggity's $5 suggested donation is going to be our winter welcome show little plug there um it's gonna be awesome that's gonna be our first show since our last butcher knife show which is awesome and you can catch clips of that on youtube um it's really really great show we brought in a mark masters and pat truer and it was amazing and i'm really excited to bring mark masters back for this upcoming show and Corey david of denver it's gonna be a badass show get there i think it's eight o'clock schmiggity's five dollars suggested donation it's gonna sell out so get there early and get your seats we're gonna set it up like a real comedy club it's gonna be amazing i think that one will be exciting too because that's when a lot of uh, new people are gonna be coming into town that hasn't haven't seen the comedy club and maybe we'll get some new comedians that's into what our, i'm hoping for i want to like spark the interest and get those like open mics popping get in here get in here speaking of open mics i'm also <laughs> gonna do another little plug we got <laughs> um open mic uh braho starting november 12th on wednesdays that is going to be awesome this one is be starting at eight o'clock for our mountainside people and then following also every other week every other tuesday as always at the barley 8 30 Come on. We got some new people here. I'm really excited about some new people coming into Steamboat. Hopefully some more lady comics. Um, anyways, enough with the plugs. Uh, Kaylin, where do you see yourself going with comedy? Like, do you, is this something you want to, like, continue doing with stand-up? Is this just another creative outlet for you? Like, what does it mean for you? Um, Honestly, I would love to keep going with it, but it's kind of one of those things where I've never even allowed myself to, like, think about that as, like, a sustainable option. 
you know, I've worked service industry. I was a raft guide for a long time, which cool. is a is a joke, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's so... but also you get a lot of jokes from that. That's oh, like all God. life, all this life experience. Oh like... yeah, no, it was it was pretty amazing, just like <laughs> experiences, honestly. But that's another male dominant. Get damn straight. Oh hell yeah, it is. I mean, uh, no matter how good of a raft guide you are, you're not going to compete with the dude with like a beard that's two feet long and looks like he just got his third DUI. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I just <laughs> um, uh, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> painting a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, this has been super awesome and ultimately something that like. I just want to be a part of in this scenario because that's the one thing like I have so much respect for you guys going to Denver and like going out into a more unwelcome environment because I stay here as long as you can (laughs) you are trapped stay as long as you can and that's I want to go to high school Billy (laughs) (laughs) sorry um truly though like i've seen i i mean i have for the most part seen really amazing comics come through open mic but there is always like one or two that just kind of come in for like a one-time thing and it's kind of like karaoke you know where like you're just like well if that guy is here (laughs) i can go up i can definitely go up but even when somebody's bombing like this audience is so nice up here that they'll just like literally just clap you through it and it's it's kind of awesome to see so (laughs) we're spoiled for sure we're spoiled we are spoiled yes absolutely (laughs) but i think that we wouldn't know that if you guys didn't go out of town and do those things and i and and it's cool that you guys have even gone to chicago and like stuff like that we've haven't even had this comedy club for a year yet and we're already going places look at us Uh, (laughs) we need to have a year anniversary party absolutely like when was our first open mic at Brajos? february we'll have to we'll have to look it up yeah yeah but yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. We'll have and to I think it. that it's going to be more and more, the more up, um, opportunities and showings that you have other places, A, it gives you more experience. It gives you a better outlook and you meet more people. You learn more things. And all you can do is bring that back to our humble little town Hell and yeah. share it. Hell yeah. <laughs> what about you, Danny? This is like a fun hobby. Do you see this going anywhere? I mean, you're really great at talking in front of people. Uh, well, Anyways, yes. it's our job. That's Thanks. the bartender. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I feel like right now I'm kind of burnt out just with work and everything. So I've kind of been taking a break, but I feel like with the new winter season starting, there's like that whole tourist crowd coming in and that's just a gold pot of like new material that I'm just so excited to like stir up and like dish out. (laughs) Hell yeah. So I feel like that will like be the inspiration that I need to kind of come up with new stuff. So I kind of, I do want to keep on with it throughout the winter, even though I work totally ridiculous hours yeah. same girl but it'll be a good work hard, outlet, play hard. Though. that's like therapy it is therapy that's why like that one session i literally pulled the couch from I the know. wall and <laughs> i like, laid down today. i'm like <laughs> really yeah, it's, it been a day. I literally, it's so awkward too and it screeched across the floor <laughs> yes. and i just lay down and i'm like okay this is better this is how i'm doing my set how are we doing <laughs> it was amazing because it's therapy. It's amazing. Especially like it. in our profession when you deal with people all the time and sometimes people don't really understand totally. how the service industry I'm- works. But if you make it a joke, it yeah, is rewarding. It pays relate. off. It's so great. Absolutely. And I've also found that working in the restaurant industry and being involved in the comedy club, it gives you something to talk about with your 
guests at work too and not only that it's good advertising and then you get to kind of gloat about yourself a little bit about you know being part of something in town the thing that i hate the most but i'm starting to not hate it anymore because i'm working on it is having a back pocket joke yeah, because people so are always like, "Well, tell, tell me something funny." Oh, yeah. funny. I have someone Your do face. that at work, How and I'm like, that? "You got to pay money for that." Well, I always say my jokes aren't appropriate for work, which everyone here knows is not appropriate uh-uh. for work. Nothing <laughs> I say is appropriate for work at all, ever, or any time, or really any time. Um. <laughs> Beat them to it. I, I always, I'm at the bar and I'm like, I'm bored. Somebody tell me a joke. Yeah. And then you get to hear like all the crazy ass shit. Like I'm a wedding no. and someone's Dude. giving out popcorn and they're like, it's one joke for one bag of popcorn. And I'm like, I got jokes all day, motherfucker. <laughs> I used to tell jokes for grilled cheeses when I was like tripping at 5 a.m. at music festivals. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my go-to. So I think that's where my co- comedian this career is where really started. This is where you're staking at. <laughs> that's where it started, but also where it's going. Yeah, and also where it's going. I'm going to start my own YouTube channel of me just like jost out at like 5 a.m. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, because I know you're going to. You're going to turn um, into that lizard guy in the so- closet. What is that? <laughs> oh man (laughs) all right so wait wait wait. Um, what um, what is your back pocket joke then like i don't have one i'm working on it you're working on it you gotta have just a buttload of what i was gonna go to with this is how do you guys combat or like deal with um creative lulls because i was having one over the past couple months like i was having a really hard time coming up with shit do you think that like being around comedy and writing your jokes and stuff that it kind of becomes an everyday thing and things don't seem as funny to you anymore because you're so used to things being funny yes yeah um i do think that comics lose their sense of humor after a while mostly because the first year i moved to colorado i moved to telluride and my friend got fired by jerry seinfeld while he was working at a restaurant there so if you want to hear like a horror story for like a server out there this dude was working at one of like the really nice high-end restaurants in Telluride, so like bougie as all hell. Yeah. And Jerry Seinfeld comes in and like is just sitting there with like a platinum pass, like you can get any food on the mountain for free and all this crazy shit. And he like goes up and orders from this guy and he just orders the soup. So of course this dude's just like, no soup for you. No. And, uh, oh. <laughs> and uh, he got he got DNR'd. <laughs> like they were like Seinfeld didn't like it. Yeah, he like issued this huge complaint and made a huge deal out of it, and the server got fired. That's fucked up, dude. It is fucked up. How I, you about to order soup, <laughs> being Jerry Seinfeld, and you like know, get mad about you it? You know what's you gonna know happen. What's gonna happen. <laughs> also, don't he ever probably does that if you listen to this. Don't ever lose Come the get humor. Some soup. For like, me and my restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 the that's the point. <laughs> Weeks later, I like ran into this kid finally after he had gotten fired on the gondola, and I was just like, Eric, like, I'm so sorry, dude. I heard that what happened. Like, that's fucking hilarious, though. I was like, do you regret it? He was like, Nah, man. I can get another job, but I can only tell Jerry Seinfeld he gets no soup like once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That's great. <laughs> So true. Um, yeah, I feel like when I have the pressure to like write things down, I'm like, what am I writing down? But like when I have, like the themes that we were doing is was really good in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. that was a really great idea when we would do Desperation Day or like St. Patty's Day and like talk about drinking stories or love or whatever. And then like trying to find my voice in between all of like the non-theme things and the open mm-hmm. mic, it's like really difficult. 
on because I really only care about two things, and that's dicks and astrology. So it's like, <laughs> uh, it's only so many times. What I've kind of noticed is you're, you're creative. You're a good writer. And I think that what makes things funny sometimes, if you can't find anything that's actually funny, is making something that's everyday life like brushing your teeth yeah or walking the dog when i walk my dog i get so mad and then some things are so funny and i'm just like oh my god like why is this such a big deal i do this for 10 times a day and i feel like that's my next bit or yeah. you know you know getting mad about not charging my toothbrush and i left it in the shower or being hung over and throwing up in the shower because that's where i brush my teeth and like all these things, all these things that are everyday you know everyday things that you endure and then why they're funny and yeah, that makes well, it I relatable. That's, that's yeah. what I think is like the funniest, dry, like everyday sense of humor that's super like, relatable. And it's like I never thought of that as funny before. Like Mark Masters did a like his bit about on um, the dragonflies flying into windshield, and like yeah. it was just so <laughs> fucking funny. And that's I was like, how did you make dragonflies getting murdered on windshields like hilarious that I like couldn't <laughs> even breathe? Just simple things like that. So I don't know. I think. It's the part of the craft, I guess, and like learning how to. Comedy is challenging you. It is. Dominated. It is. Somebody told me once that like a joker, um, what a joker says is funny, whereas like a comic just says things in a funny way. Like it's like how they say things. Totally. And like there are definitely people like even in the com like in our like comedy group that just like will say just like completely fucking normal things like trees have leaves and i'll just be like oh my god it's funny because it's true yeah <laughs> like, well yeah totally like, totally just, it's, all it. it's all about yeah. delivery it's all about presentation um <laughs> if you had to i'm gonna start wrapping this up here um if you had to pick one thing that you wanted to like work on in your comedy what would it be and Brittany, okay hold on what are you gonna are you gonna come are you gonna do an open mic? I, yeah, I you got it. I definitely am gonna do an open mic. And I think that from there I'll see where it goes. So uh, for you that would be starting. Yeah. That's yeah. what you would want to work on is Yeah. <laughs> well, and not just that, but A <laughs> not drinking <laughs> as much before <laughs> before going on stage. Cause like I said, I like I want a drink to calm my nerves. And then I'm like, wait, okay, that wasn't enough. And then, you know, when I was hosting, it was like I had to stay. It's terrifying. I'm not just building up to five minutes. I was like on stage the whole time. So, you know, halfway through the show, I'm like, <laughs> you know, not on my game. Um, I think like I just did because when I was, like, I was going through broadcasting classes in the Marine Corps and stuff, one of the things that I do is I talk too fast. I have what they call a glottal fry, which is where what? I just did it. You accentuate. I heard it. Yeah. You accentuate the last vowel of your sentence. It's the Paris Hilton syndrome. So I kind of like don't want to sound like that. Um, and saying um too much. Why not? Um and and. Yeah. Like I do that so often, and I don't really realize it until I hear myself coming back, playing it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So those are. Those are my things. I need to slow down. I need to. Those are your things. Those are my things. <laughs> I need to slow down. I need to stop at my sentences and uh, stop saying uh, an am. And start. And start. And start. And start. <laughs> That's a good place to start. What about you, Kaylin? Oh, my God. I haven't. I laugh at my own jokes all the time. I love that. <laughs> Constantly. I love that. I think it's a I good part of your. I think it's great. Really? Yeah, I think it's charming. Have you ever oh. seen Drew Lynch? Mm, actually, I'm not sure that um, I have. He, he's a comedian and he has a stutter, 
but he has gone better like over time. But Are you he, comparing the students? No, no. but he <laughs>, laughs at his own jokes and he'll go to the back of the stage and start hitting the brick wall. And it just makes you want to laugh even more. Yeah, and I know, I agree. To, like he was on America's Got Talent and judges would like criticize him on doing that. But I love it. It's like my favorite part of all of his Just bits. like on uh, SNL, whenever they start. Oh, yeah. When they start breaking. Yeah, the breaking. I love it. Breaking. I do know you're funny. <laughs> oh, see, I, I'm entertained, you know, and I think that that's, I, it's that's more of a important. nervous thing, but I, I think it's also just that you can't hear shit when you're up there, especially at the barley, because all you can hear is the bar. And like, you'll listen to stuff like if somebody records you later and be like, oh, you can barley hear yourself. Barley. Oh, <laughs> how long was that? Was that your actual back pocket joke? <laughs> I'm getting a bun down from Jay. <laughs> studio audience. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. I'm, I'm trying to try to do that and just uh, maybe just like let things linger a little bit longer because I, I want to like, you know, I just like want to um, get more of that like dead tone, deadpan kind of vibe going. Totally. Watch me not laugh at it. What about <laughs> you, Danielle? Hmm. Are you my mother? <laughs> um, I feel like I tend to tell just like long stories, like one big story mm-hmm. with jokes in between. So I need to work on like getting to the punchline punch quicker. Uh, yeah. Just like that the right recipe. there. <laughs> there the I was pausing for effect. Yeah. But yeah, getting to the punchline quicker and keeping the audience like on board with me and laughing the whole time. I think that's good feedback for yourself. Yeah. What, what about else? you, Kendall Ruthless? Just not be so afraid. God damn Get it. out of here. <laughs> I'm so fucking terrified every time I go up there. I, like, can... I don't know what it is. And I have gotten more be- nervous because I feel like there is an expectation That's of me I because say. I did well my first couple months. And then now <laughs> I... Uh- <laughs> not doing as well but like also like coming up with new jokes is so fucking hard as well and then i'm nervous to like rework my jokes because i'm really afraid that people are gonna be like oh we already heard this joke before and so mine is just not like being more confident and like if the joke doesn't go over it's not the end of the world you know what i mean and like that's i'm just such a perfectionist that's exactly what i was gonna say so what i know about you you're a perfectionist but you're also confident as hell yeah so use those they just don't hang out sometimes it's like oh you have this and you have this but they're not gonna be friends i don't know what to tell you um (laughs) any closing words ladies Mm. I'm really excited to see you do stand-up, Brittany. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Brittany Kohler is going to be doing stand-up sometime Damn. soon. Now oh. I gotta. Yeah, yeah. Gotta. yeah you haven't seen me go up. My nipples have just you? got hard again. Oh god, Damn. full circle. <laughs> I think we're just like vibing over. Right? How you doing? Well, thank you all for joining in this evening um, for Steamboat Comedy Podcast. Once again, a little reminder: um, open mics are every other week at the bar on Tuesdays starting at 8.30 and starting November 12th we will be having open mics at Bra House 8 o'clock it's going to be so fun all you mountainside people also in town people you're more than welcome to you don't Mm. just have to go to the barley you can (laughs) also come to Bra House we'd love to see you there and then Schmiggities November 29th 8 o'clock we got Corey David Mark Masters and your favorite local steamboat comedy comedians and uh thanks for tuning in and 
Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta. Adios.